Okay, folks, welcome. Uh, we're here yet again another week, digitally, virtually, but it's still a pleasure to be with you. And I wanted to encourage you that uh, to keep on going the distance here. It's going to be okay. Uh, we're here with you uh, through all of it, and it's great to get together as a community of faith, even if it is just via video. So today, I'm going to encourage you a little bit, but before I do, I thought it would be really appropriate that we pray together. So allow me to pray for you. Let's pray. God, today I thank you that you are still the very same consistent, faithful, dependable God that you always were. And Lord, we're leaning on you right now in uncertain times. But God, I pray you give us a faith and a hope and a trust in you that you're going to get us through uh, this tumultuous time in our culture. And God, we just pray for those that are vulnerable right now. I pray your protection upon people who are the most vulnerable among us. And I pray, Lord, that um, the scenarios that people fear uh, about overwhelming the healthcare system and, and, and Lord, all of the, the, uh, uh, the challenges people are worried about. Lord, I pray that you would lift our fears, cause us to trust in you, and that you would work everything out to your good. Lord, today I, I pray for those that are on the front lines, especially those who are in the healthcare system, Lord. I pray that they would be kept safe, and I pray you give them strength to be able to care for others. God, today, show us how we can care for one another. And I pray that uh, you would help us to be this one community of faith who loves you as we focus together now on your word. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, today we are wrapping up the series that we've been calling Get It Together. And so we're talking about the one another's of the Bible. Understand, really ironic right now that we're talking about that in a time where we're self-distancing and, in my case, self-isolating for a few more days. But I still believe that we need each other. And then when we come through this on the other side, we're going to need to reconnect with one another. So we're really building a foundation for our future when we look at this. Uh, talking about the one another's of the Bible, I really like what one writer said about the one another's of the Bible. He said, the kind of God that we really believe in is revealed in how we treat one another. And if you believe in the gospel of Jesus, he wrote, then we'll treat each other like royalty. If you believe in some other kind of gospel, then you might end up treating people like dirt. So in other words, what we believe about our God really affects how we treat one another. So this is really important. And, uh, also, another thing that we find, there are a lot of great one-anothers in the Bible, but there are a lot of one-anothers that don't appear in the Bible, and you kind of snicker at some of these. Of course they don't. But uh, as I read the Bible, here are a few one-anothers that don't pop up, and we don't want them to. So we don't hear about humbling one another. We don't hear anybody tell us to scrutinize one another, or judge one another, or shame one another, or defeat one another, or embarrass one another, or corner one another. Those one another's don't appear, and they have no place amongst us. But they do remind me that we've got to face some realities. Uh, life isn't easy, relationships aren't easy, and some people truly test your limits, don't they? I wonder what kind of people test your limits. Maybe it's someone who is vulgar, vulgar people. <laughs> Somebody who just like, maybe their language is really foul and it rubs you the wrong way. Or maybe what they say is so inappropriate it makes you wince. They test your limits. 
or maybe there's a certain demographic like maybe you find it difficult to relate to older people or younger people uh, maybe arrogant people test your limits someone you know who brags or compares and it just makes you feel small but you don't want to be around them they test your limits addicted people you know, someone who maybe you just believe for them that it's over, they're coming through the other side and they fall down again. Maybe that tests your limits. Maybe needy people test your limits. Uh, they're always asking for something and so you kind of want to avoid them. What about unreliable people? Some of you, they test your limits. It feels like you can't depend on them. They make promises, but they're always letting you down. Or disagreeable people. And by that, I mean, you know, it's that person who's opinionated. Or, you know, maybe it's someone that you disagree with that's just plain wrong. Uh, I get it. Some people test your limits. Uh, a few years ago, uh, there was uh, somebody I knew, a friend, who would phone me occasionally. And, uh, and this was one of these phone calls that when you saw that number pop up on call display, you just knew you weren't in for a five-minute conversation or a ten-minute conversation but it was going to be at least 45 minutes minimum, maybe even an hour. Now, she was absolutely wonderful, and she loved Jesus. But i got to be honest, I had to resist the urge to dread those calls. And just, you know, sometimes when I wasn't feeling so well, to just maybe scream those calls and not pick up the phone. And I had to learn to actually get beyond that, to just invest myself in those conversations and even yes to call her sometimes so limit, uh, limits of relationships can be tested or it can be more serious than that do you have a relationship that maybe even beyond that feels like it's hanging by a thread do you know that person who in your mind if they do something or say one more thing it's the last straw do you have a last straw kind of relationship? Uh, I heard about a letter to a neighbor that read something like this. Dear Frank, we've been neighbors for six tumultuous years. When you borrowed my tiller, you returned it in pieces. When I was sick, you blasted rap music. And when your dog went to the bathroom all over my lawn, you laughed. I could go on, but I'm certainly not one to hold grudges. So I'm writing you this letter to tell you that your house is on fire. Cordially, Bob. <laughs> Don't be too proud to admit that some people push your buttons. They're inconvenient, or maybe you've even closed a door on them. We want you to discover today what uh, a writer named C.S. Lewis observed about people in one of his books. He said this, he said, people may be odder than you could have believed, but worth far more than we could have guessed. So how do we discover that? And I think that brings us to something that Paul wrote in the book of Galatians to people who were trying to follow Jesus, but also trying to break away from a rule-bound religion. It's found in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2, and here's what it says. He writes, share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Now, if, if you read the whole passage in Galatians chapter 6, you'll start to see that in verse number 1, he's talking about people who fall down, and that you've got to be there to help pick them up. He, he says that this is so important, this, this command that he's saying to share each other's burdens, that it's like the law 
of Christ. That's how important it is. He's speaking to people who value the law. Nothing more important than the law. This is the law of Christ to carry each other's burdens. And then if you look at verse 3 of Galatians chapter 6, if you have your Bible in front of you or you're looking at your version app, one of the reasons that it's so tough to carry each other's burdens is that we're always battling against how important our, we are and our needs. So it's hard to see the value of others. And then if, uh, if you're smart and you're reading ahead in Galatians chapter 6, you'll see in verse 6, something might sound like it, it kind of contradicts this idea of carrying each other's burdens. Because it says, each one should carry their own load. So how do you put that together? That's, that's the reality. I, I, I want to explain it. That's the reality of life. You do reap what you sow. We live in an eye for an eye kind of world, right? When you do something wrong, you have to pay the consequences. And so there's a sense in which we do often get what's coming to us, what we deserve. But what Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 means is that you don't have to do it on your own. And this is exactly the point of carry each other's burdens. Okay, so let's get inspired to carry each other's burdens and to bear with one another. Now, it, it's no surprise that in the Bible, this is a really common theme. And it starts uh, way back in the Old Testament. One of my favorite verses uh, is in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. It says this, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. Makes sense, right? And then it goes on to say, if one person falls, that the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. So do you get it? We need each other to carry each other's burdens. And then it says in a couple of passages, Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, and Ephesians 4, 2. That's the one that I have here for you. It says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, and some of your versions might read a little differently here, but basically the idea is to bear with one another in love. So I'm saying those two are really close together. Carry each other's burdens and bear one another in love. Now, one of the most famous passages in the New Testament is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That's the love chapter. And one of the verses, verse 7, it says this. It says, when it's talking about how amazing love is, it says, love bears all things. So I think that's really close to this idea of bearing with one another. And that word, uh, that word bearing with one another, that's a rich word. It's got a lot of meanings. It's got a lot of images around it. This idea of love bearing all things. The words used for a ship that's kind of plowing through the Mediterranean uh, storms on waves that rise and crest and plummet like high mountains and pound upon the ship. Uh, one moment it's in a valley, then the next moment it's on a crest, but it bears the storm. It's that kind of word that applies to relationships. The words used for a roof that when the storm pounds and the rain is pouring down, the roof holds. It doesn't even leak. And the word is used of soldiers guarding a fortress where the enemy comes against the fortress, throwing everything they've got against it. But the soldiers, they bear strong. That's the idea of what love is like. That's the strength of bearing with one another, 
carrying each other's burdens, being in it together. But I want to ask the question, what does it mean to bear with one another and carry one another's burdens in real life? How does that work itself out in real life situations? Uh, there are a couple of passages in the Bible that are absolutely beautiful. Um, in the early church, it says in Acts chapter 2, and so if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to turn there. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, describe this amazing community of people who supported each other. And uh, so it says this. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to sharing in meals, and to prayer. That's how together that they were. And it, it goes on to speak. Read the next few verses uh, as it describes how close they were together. But here's what carrying each other's burdens and bearing with one another looked like in real life for them. If you turn over to Acts chapter 4 and verses 32 to 35, here's what it says they did for one another. All the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. And uh, it speaks about the amazing move of God's Holy Spirit that happened because they shared with one another by carrying each other's burdens and bearing with one another. I love that example. And then uh, if you know and are aware of a lot of the stories of Jesus in the New Testament, you'll see that uh, there's this this amazing story about four friends of a man who was paralyzed and this man who was paralyzed he uh, he wanted to go see Jesus but of course he couldn't go anywhere without help so it says his four friends carried him on a mat and they lifted him up and they took him to Jesus but because the crowds were so great it, it was like standing room only they couldn't get through to see Jesus so like most of us, the level of our friendship and responsibility toward other people uh, would say, oh, well, we tried, and then we'd go home and give up. But with these four people, no, their friendship was so rugged, their devotion to one another was so complete that they actually climbed up onto the roof, took their friend up there, dug a hole in the roof, and let their friend down. But I love that image. It's the image of what people who love each other do for each other. You carry people. You carry people. You carry one another's burdens. And I love the fact that they're carrying people to Jesus. That's a great image too, right? That we would carry people to Jesus. And then one more image. If you peel back uh, the stories of the New Testament, you'll go back to the Old Testament, and there's this story about Moses in Exodus chapter 17. If you've got your Bible, read that whole story. And what was happening is there was this battle with uh, with this other tribe, with this other group. And God sent Joshua in to fight this battle. But Moses, there, there was this miracle that happened that if Moses kept his, his arms raised, then the Israelites would win. But of course, as the day wore on and the battle wore on, Moses got tired. And every time that his arms started to drop, then the, the other side would start winning. And so it says that two of Moses' deepest friends came alongside of him, Aaron and Hur. And whenever Moses' arms got tired, they stood beside him and held his arms up. And I think that's a beautiful picture 
of what it means to carry one another's burdens. Sometimes when we're not strong enough and the stakes are so high, we need people to come alongside us and to keep our arms raised so that we can make it through the battle. So I hope you're getting a more complete picture of what it means to bear each other's burdens and to carry each other's weights. Now, one of the most incredible reasons why you should carry each other's burdens is because Jesus carried yours. In other words, to experience how Jesus lifts your burdens. And if you do that, if Jesus lifts your burdens, it's going to change your heart. Well, first of all, did you know that Jesus lifted your burdens on the cross? When Jesus died for you there, he was carrying your guilt, your shame, and your sin. It, it, it's, it says that in Isaiah chapter 53, it surely he has borne our burdens. He's carried our sorrows. He's carried our sins. He's carried our griefs. That's what Jesus was doing on the cross for you. He was carrying your weight. But then there's this beautiful passage in Matthew chapter 11. And I encourage you to turn there uh, if you've got your Bibles. Matthew chapter 11 is one of the most beautiful pictures of how Jesus carries your burdens. And uh, here's what Jesus promised in verses 28 and 29. It says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I love that. One of the reasons that I love it is because Jesus is basically saying there, I'm not going to put a yoke upon you where you're going to have to carry more weight. I want to help you carry the burdens that you have. So let's walk in this life together. So this is Jesus' invitation. The burdens that you have right now. Now, those weights might be the weight of worry or stress, or maybe it's a, a health diagnosis that you're really concerned about. Uh, maybe you're, you're worried about the finances of the future, or maybe it's a relationship that's breaking down in your life. Maybe you're losing hope right now because you're carrying burdens and you're feeling like, do you ever get to that place in your life where you're feeling like it's just too much? I can't carry this weight. Would you give it to Jesus? He wants to carry your burdens. And if you would invite him today, first of all, to take care of the deepest weight in your life, and that is the weight of sin and shame and guilt, he carried that for you on the cross. And if you would say to Jesus, Jesus, yes, I want you to come into my life. I want you to forgive me. Would you wipe the slate clean? And would you lead my life from now on? And what will happen is day by day, as you keep trusting in him, Day by day, as you keep on uh, lifting your eyes to his promises, he'll do that. He'll give you more rest. He'll carry more and more of your burdens. I encourage you, accept that invitation of Jesus. Uh, that's how you start. Before you lift another burden of your own or somebody else's, let Jesus take your burdens. And so because Jesus is carrying your burdens, you are set free to carry one another. Uh, it's, it's almost like uh, because of what Jesus has done, that we have 
uh, like a debt to one another. He's done so much for you that you want to help carry other people's burdens and carry other people's weights. Uh, it says that in Romans 13, verse 8, it says that we have a debt outstanding, and that is to love one another. It's, it's like a debt that we can repay by carrying each other's burdens, by bearing with one another. Uh, there's this, this old song. Uh, it's, uh, you've heard it before, right? He ain't heavy. He's my brother. I love that song. I, I don't think I've ever really looked at the words, but those words totally, totally fit what the Bible is saying today. It, you know that song that says, the, the road is long with many a winding turn that leads us to who knows where, but I'm strong, strong enough to carry him. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. And it talks about the people in our lives, their welfare being our concern. It, it talks about being sad when we don't care for each other. It talks about how the, the weight that we bear from other people isn't a weight to us at all. They're not heavy to us. They're our brothers. And so I want to talk for a moment about how do we bear the burdens of others. Now let me give you some ideas. The first idea is this. You can bear the burdens of others by praying for them. We, we talked about that a little last week. How praying is one of the most exciting and life-transforming things that you can do for someone else. And they might not even know that you're actually doing it for them. Pray for people. Like every night when you get down on your knees and, and think about the people in your life that are struggling. It could be a brother or a sister or it, it could be a friend or maybe even a neighbor. And you know that they're really struggling right now. The very first thing that you can do for them is take it to God. Ask God to help them. And I know a lot of you, you do that already. But don't forget, when you do that, you are bearing the burdens of others. Keep on doing it. And, and for those of you that have maybe lost sight of it, now's a great time to start. Start tonight. Uh, we bear burdens through sharing with one another. That might mean when all of this is over, opening up our home or opening up our bank account. Is there someone in your life who's lost a job or in a tough financial situation? Bear with them by sharing with them. Uh, other people, we can bear burdens by comforting them. Think about somebody in your life who's grieving. Uh, maybe they're grieving the loss of a relationship or maybe they're grieving the loss of a loved one. Or a job. Comfort them. And in that way, encourage them. Uh, still others, don't forget, when you bear with others, you've got to be patient with them. There are some people, uh, aren't there some people in your life who, because uh, maybe it's like they disappointed you or something? Or maybe it's like, oh, that person, they're still, you know, a thousand times and they still keep getting themselves in the same mess. Well, bearing with other people sometimes means being patient with them. And uh, even though they've fallen many times, is there someone like that in your life? Have you given up on them? Maybe you need to bear with them a little bit more. Uh, bear burdens with each other by listening to each other. Uh, for example, you know, maybe there's someone in your life right now who's really challenged by their mental health. And one of the best things that you could do is to actually give them a phone call and listen to them. You know what? They might be doing most of the talking. And that's great. Because when they get done with that conversation, they're going to feel like, wow, you know, I've got 
friends. I've been listened to. It really builds people up when you listen. That's another way to bear with each other is through listening. And then finally, just to bear with each other by just simply showing up. Uh, very powerful, this powerful presence that we have. There's a power in the ministry of our presence. In other words, be available to other people. Uh, I, I like what a man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer said in this beautiful book called Life Together, which describes how we need each other. He said this, he said, we must allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. God will constantly cross our paths and cancel our plans by sending us people with claims and petitions. Do you get that? That sometimes we're just going to be interrupted by from our routines, our agendas, and out of our comfort zones. Is there there's someone you know who is sick or stressed these days, and they just need you to, in whatever way you can, be there for them and be there with them right now. Now, uh, interesting, you, you might have noticed this, but when we talk about bearing with, with each other these days, it, it, it kind of seems a little cold in a way, right? Because doesn't it sound like we're talking about people like they're burdens? <laughs> you know, something in us cringes a little bit, right? We shouldn't think about people as burdens because people are precious. And it's so true. But, but I like what one writer said about that. He said, uh, people become burdens. Because when you love Jesus, and because of Jesus' call to bear the burdens of others and carry their burdens, uh, other than that, we might just forget about them, walk the other direction. We, we might just totally forget about them. But because Jesus calls us to do this, uh, people are burdens to us, and we take it on joyfully. And, and so if, if, if you're feeling a little uncomfortable thinking that we're looking down on other people or somehow uh, thinking about people as bothersome, that's not true at all. It's because love is compelling us to carry their burdens. Love is compelling us to, to bear with them. Go beyond merely just tolerating people or, uh, or, or just putting up with them. It's got to be out of grace. It's got to be out of love. It, it, this bearing with one another is not just holding on, you know, by our fingernails to relationships. It's diving in deep, diving in deep. Uh, it's the ministry of bearing with one another, which means sometimes uh, we suffer with others. When they suffer, we suffer too. That we bear with them, that we carry their burdens Sometimes we're enduring with them, and sometimes we're just enduring them. <laughs> but it's all bearing with each other in love. It's what families do for each other, and we are family. I tell you, I'm really glad that I got a church family like the one that I have, because I really do feel this family devotion to one another. Uh, we're not going to give up on each other when the going gets tough. We're, we're going to stick with each other and carry each other's burdens. Well, let, let me give you this, uh, this one last example uh, that I think is so cool and what this could look like. And uh, it comes from uh, a, a, a school in California quite a few years ago. Uh, I heard the story about a class 
that did something really cool. Uh, so one of the kids in the class, they had to go through chemotherapy. And uh, this was a class of like 10-year-olds, right? So everybody, nobody wants to be different than the other person. Nobody definitely wants to look different than anyone else. I mean, my goodness, they kind of want to dress the same. They kind of choose the same style. They're all into the same fads together, right? Uh, being different feels like the enemy when you're 10 years old. And this one boy, he, uh, he, he was going through chemotherapy. And you know what happened, right? His, his hair fell out. And so he was virtually completely bald and his class did something so cool. You know, they knew, they recognized someone had the foresight to think that, man, my friend, he's, he's going to feel so like out there on his own. And we don't want him to go through that alone. So there were 14 other boys in that class of 10 year olds and every single one of them, do you know what they did? They shaved their heads so they could bear with their friend, so they could carry his burdens. And if he was gonna be bald, then the rest of them are gonna be bald together. I love that story. Because it talks about how we're all in it together. It talks about, it really, it embodies what this whole series has been all about. Getting together, being together with one another, love one another, forgive one another, encourage one another and carry each other's burdens, bear with one another. I'm praying that this is gonna be a great resource for you moving forward. And I'm gonna close in prayer now as we dedicate ourselves to God that he would work these changes in us. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you're the God who loved us first and loved us best. God, I thank you that that you carried our burdens on the cross. I thank you that you keep on carrying our burdens as you put this yoke upon us and walk together with us through life. Lord, I thank you that you put it in our hearts to love others because we've been loved and forgiven by you first. Lord, I pray that you would help us to develop rich relationships where your redeeming love is at the center of our hearts and the center of the healing and the reconciliation that you're working into those relationships. And God, I would pray you would make our church family a family of not just fellow members of some organization, but truly as brothers and sisters in Christ. God, I pray that you would meet each one's needs uh, who's gathered online here today. And I pray, God, uh, that you would make us into the kind of family you want. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, have a great week. Please send in questions. Send them in now. Send them in through the week. And we'll get a chance to answer them. And I uh, hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.